Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico. And he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Green light flashing and they're ready to go for another week on the greatest podcast in the Greyhound Racing game, the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. And what a week ahead. We count down to Thursday night at Sandown. I looked at the form. It's scary. The 8th of September, where has this year gone? The 8th of September, 12 races on the card. As Smithy would say, there's 12 winners to be found. I am riding solo on this podcast, so hopefully we can find... A fair few winners. The pressure's on. I'm feeling that on my shoulders, but we've got a, a big lineup for this podcast. Jeffrey Gill, first time on the podcast for Jeff Gill, the trainer of Jungle Panther, who is in as good a form as any greyhound in the country at the moment. Might even go close to being one of my best bets of the night for Thursday night. Run of the week, not too far away. You know, the drill, the punters, punting club. We're not keeping count because Jason Adams has gone too far ahead, but we are keeping count when me and Smithy catch up. So let's get into run of the week. Run of the week. Run of the week was really hard from last Thursday night at Sandown. There were so many that uh, could have won this prestigious award. I speak of Amron Dan, who did it for the punters. I couldn't have given a bigger push on Amron Dan last week if I tried. He was outstanding. I thought just Brooke Ennis. Brooke and Jamie Ennis were outstanding last week. All three Greyhounds performed uh, enormously well, including Extreme Force, who was just as tough as nails to win. Uh, Mr. Audacious was outstanding to win race number six on the program. But for run of the week, I've settled on two runners. So runs of the week, I guess you could say this week. Race number eight, Zippy Tesla winning in a near record run home time. And Amron Boyd chasing so valiantly into second placing. I thought they just had to be runs of the week from race eight at Sandown Park last Thursday night. And here's how they did that. Racing, good speed from Noah Charles, speed from Set Me Free and My Neo carved across and Amron Boy is right there into the first turn, behind them was Zippy Tesla, on the inside was Mahjong Bailey, Getting going back now was My Neo, off the track was Set Me Free and Westside Warrior was last of all, off the back the leader was Zippy Tesla, gets away from Amron Boy, running on was Noah Charles but Zippy's away here, Zippy Tesla leads from Amron Boy and Zippy Tesla, Zippy Tesla the Tesla beats Amron Boy, but my goodness, Amron Boy was was so visibly impressive chasing the tail of, of Zippy Tesla, who was just powering up the home straight at Sandown Park. I think they are two greyhounds that right now are 100% worth following. Thursday's preview. So from a massive night last Thursday to tipping the cart this Thursday, that's what we're hoping for ahead of Sandown Park on Thursday night, 12 races. I think we've got a few standouts. Race one, we're going one, Kalinda Billy each way. Jump from the wide alley, never got into the uh, the race last week, but did look for the rail. So going from box eight to box one, ticks a box, and I think Kalinda Billy's going to be hard to beat. Race two, I'm with number two, Cheeky Wink. I'm taking on Amron Dan purely based on the price. I think Amron Dan will probably win the race, but... Uh, he's a rail-up, mad rail-up, has to overcome box eight in a field of six, which makes it a bit easier. But at the odds-on price, we'll go against him this week, even though he was a, a crowd favourite last week. Race number three, I'm with one, Nateo Bale. Just needs to hold a place. If Nateo Bale does that, uh, the closing section will be too strong. So race three, number one. 
Race four, I'm with eight, Osprey Storm. I think drawn to, to get a nice run. It's only a field of five, so looks at a very big each-way chance based on that debut. 41.90 staying uh, victory two starts ago. Race five, I'm with number two, Specialty. I think drawing closer to the rails, the key here. Drawn nicely, should be thereabouts. Race six, I'm pretty keen here on number one, Super Malia. I just think it's a very, very winnable race. Drawn beautifully off the inside. If, if this greyhound can go through and lead, we'll take a power of beating. Race seven, I'm with number two, Fernando Mick. Uh, just a winnable grade five for him. He's very, very well graded to be back in fifth grade company. And even though he likes to use a bit of the track, I think from the inside, he can just push his way out beyond the middle and, and get the job done. Race eight, one of the better bets of the night here at number eight, Jungle Panther. We're going to have a chat with Jeff Geel in just a minute. Uh, be interesting to see his thoughts on this boy because he's really racing in tip-top form. Race 9, I like one sweet vibes. Race 10, number 2 here on top, and that's my Neo. Drawn okay, just wants the rail harder. I think he's got enough speed to clear Rickon and Rick, who, who should go well after that Hillsville Cup placing uh, on Sunday. So he might just be a little bit sharper for this Rickon and Rick, and therefore he's a bit of a danger. Last two races, race 11 on with one all spritzed up. The key is holding Solace in the run of the first corner, drawn immediately to his outside. And race 12, the last on with Keep It Blue. Go back, do yourself a favour, download the Watchdog app, have a look at the replay last start at Warnable from this dog. Enormous run behind Jellybean Jojo, who was just setting a, a cracking tempo in front. And I, I think that sprint form coming back to town... Uh, just going to be too good. So race 12, number two, I'm pretty keen on Keep It Blue. Punters Punting Club. Favourite segment, Punters Punting Club. And I think it's pretty simple. We're going to go $25 each way on my best bet of the night, Jungle Panther. We are about to hear from Jeff Geel, and you can see probably why I'm having that bet in just a moment. $25 each way on Jungle Panther for me, but... More importantly, Jason Adams, not a part of the full show, but he is a part of the Punters Punting Club. Jace, how are you playing the Punters Punting Club this week? Yes, Jim. Spewing, I couldn't be a part of the podcast this week, and especially to hear that Punters Punting Club intro. I have to wait for the episode to come out. Anyway, the way I'm going about business this week, race 10, number two, my Neo for Robin Oakleyus. Just think he might be able to step ahead of Rickon and Rickon if he does. I think the race is in his hands. So no idea what sort of price he's going to be. I assume short... So we'll throw that 50 bucks straight on the nose, and you wouldn't believe what the race name is as well. The Green Line on podcast. So hopefully we can snag this one. Good luck to your Magpies this weekend, Jim. If you get through and face my Swannies in the prelim, I don't think we're talking about Sandown Dogs next week. It might be just a prelim final preview. Either way, mate, best of luck with the tips and, of course, the pies. Inside Info. Inside info time now ahead of Sandown Thursday night. And I looked through the form and I thought, I want a special guest, a big name in the game of racing who's got a greyhound in red-hot form. And I had a look. I thought, well, Jungle Panther, Jeff Geel, you, you're going to struggle to find a greyhound going better than this boy at the moment. And I thought, well, I'll flick Jeff a message. And then he said he's on holidays, but he's been good enough to, to take a break from his holiday. That's the kind of man he is. He's a, he's a people's man, Jeff Geel, and he's on the podcast for the first time. How are you, Jeff? Yeah, good thanks, James. Thanks for the intro. Yeah, it's fantastic up here in Orange, New South Wales. Loving hey, it at the moment. We all want to congratulate you, mate, uh, on behalf of the podcast. Uh, the arrival of your first grandchild, who is about seven weeks old, you're telling me, mate, and you sound very, very chuffed and, and very, very proud. So congratulations to yep. you and the family. 
Thanks, James. Lots of cuddles. His name's John Wesley. Oh, there you go. That's that's an impressive name too, isn't it? It is. It is. We love it. And uh, yeah, he gets Johnny from me at the moment. Johnny. Ah, Beautiful, mate. And you're saying that this is a post-COVID holiday, I hear, and that you're in Orange at the moment, but you're going to wind down up toward the coast somewhere and and just enjoy some time away, I guess you could say, from the rat race that is Melbourne. Yeah, exactly. And uh, because of the, the bubs coming along, that brought us up here. But my wife and I thought, well, let's take a little bit extra time. And Dave and Rose, uh, my brother, he said, yep, Jeff, go for it. We always manage uh, without each other. And uh, we always recover each other when we're away. So, uh, yeah, he, he's champing us on in our holiday as well. From a, from a broadcasting perspective, mate, you seem like a, a dynamic team, the Gills. Uh, can you tell me how you got involved in Greyhound Racing and was it through your brother Dave, who who is quite a good trainer to the point that he was recognised this year, Jeff, as the, yeah. the Greyhound Trainer of the Year in Australia. So that just shows how good he's going. Yeah, yeah no, that's so true. And, yeah, I can, I can vouch for it. He, he did deserve that award for I see behind the scenes what he does. But, many, yeah, look, many years ago... It's only the last six or seven years that, but yeah, of course, because of Dave being in the sport, that's how I came back to it. Uh, initially, Dave and I, many years ago, uh, back in the, my goodness, the late 70s, were involved in the sport. Dave had a, a short time away but did come back. I had a long time away and had come back, I think, at about what maybe the age of 54, 55. Now I'm 61, James. And, uh, yeah, so it really was just, um, yeah, Dave... Uh, not an SOS, but he, he, we could see that he did need extra hands on deck. He, he had some helpers, but uh, I think it was our dear mum, James, that uh, said that uh, imagine if you could one day just go out and help Dave. I was a busy person working full time. Uh, also, I was uh, unbelievably a pastor in a local church at that time. So I had you know a couple of hats to wear. I was, I was pretty busy, but I did start coming out to help him and long story short but I did get hooked pretty quick pretty quick James and uh fell in fell in love back with the animal so for the love of the family come and help out now I'm, I'm just hooked and and been very fortunate to have as I think people are aware a couple of good dogs along the mm. way and and uh yeah and we've got a couple more pups that Dave's so good to to allow us to to um inherit and uh, to have so where the the current and the future does look bright on this podcast it's no good being modest and I'm reading between the lines a little bit here Jeff and I'm getting the feeling that when Jeff turned up to to lend a hand the dog started flying and and you're the key to success (laughs) is that what we can go with here (laughs) no 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 that doesn't appear that uh that, uh, but look, it is, it is a, a brotherly love story. I, I tell you, Dave and I, we've been uh, great mates all the way along, played sport together, in the game together. So what it's been for us is just a really, um, oh, just a real blessing, I suppose, mm. to be able to work together. And uh, just coincidentally, um, look, when I did come back on board, look, Dave had some great dogs. Oh, uh, Bo Frazier, he won the Rookie Rebel, mm. uh, Striker Cleansville was firing. But I did come on the scene very fortunately at the time of Uphill Jill. I was fortunate to be around. Uh, she was a game changer for the Gill Kennels. And, uh, and she's really ignited something there. And it just seems to keep rolling on like we don't want it to stop of course and uh just yeah we've just been able to fortunately see some great dogs great great dogs in the kennels it's been good and i was only stirring a moment ago mate but on a on a serious <laughs> on a serious note yeah, okay uh, i know you were yep. to to be able you just said a moment ago how you, you that brotherly connection as it mm-hmm. you must 
it must just be so amazing. And I guess we, we do hear a lot of this in Greyhound Racing where, you know, being involved as a, as a training team can, can often bring families and people so close together to, to go on that mm-hmm. journey of racing a Greyhound. And mm-hmm. can you just explain yeah. that a little bit for those who, who don't have that? Uh, so true. There's something about this industry. Um, I, I think a lot of the credit is to where, where the industry is, where it is today. Many years ago when we were in, uh, it, it was, uh, I don't know, it was a lot more uh, complex in, in some ways, but now it just seems to be a, a great industry that does, um, when you get involved, it can be a mushroom effect in families, like all of a sudden, you know, a brother's involved and then a sister's involved and now, in our instance, James, uh, my son and uh, his future wife, Monica, she's involved. They've brought a pup. They work for Dave as well. Um, my whole family interested. They're so connected with um, when the dogs are racing. They're all watching it on Sky and Dave keeps getting comments back. I get comments back. It's this industry. It's unique in, in the way it does draw people in. And it is, at the end of the day, the love of the animal. They're a beautiful animal. People have been adopting uh, post-greyhounds out to pets and the, the word just seems to get around and we're seeing more and more young people coming involved and um, I think the door, look, the, I think it's an opal for or for people, for young people now. Uh, the world is their opal, if, in, in, if not putting it in a better way, that this industry um, can open up doors that other industries uh, couldn't do. So, and we're just enjoying that at the moment. I'm loving the mm. chat, Jeff, and I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> hold you up for a little bit longer, mate, because I want to no, talk man. about a a very very special greyhound to you, no doubt, one that you mm. owned just mm-hmm. recently. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna crank up some audio here of a of a pretty special race, I'd imagine, in your memory. The concluding stages okay. of the 2021 Melbourne Cup, and it was won by a big wow. white and black greyhound son of Fernando yeah. Bale uphill Jill by the name yeah. of Kablenz. The leader was Kablenz, two lengths in front, leading clearly on the inside, Aussie Secret trying hard through the inside, Lala Kiwi Kablenz in front, Lala Kiwi's running on strongly, Kablenz is holding on, cut glory for Kablenz! There he Kablenz is, Kablenz. Can you explain that night when he won the Melbourne Cup? It was an amazing night, almost like when you go there, you don't expect your dog to do it because there's seven other top dogs in the race. We just, you don't think it's going to happen. You, we drew okay the, the way the, the, the box rule was. But then when it actually happens, um, I had a, the, the, you wouldn't believe it, James, that guest speaker on the night, Peter Mooney, he was, uh, he was speaking on that night and he was standing behind my wife and I and I just turned around. I didn't wasn't down on the fence where the rest of the family were and all the friends and, and, and that. Uh, I was up there and I turned around. There was Peter standing right next to me. And uh, I just threw my hands. He gave me the biggest hug. <laughs> and I'll never forget it. You know, the guy, he, he trained uh, Black Caviar, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And uh, here he is right there. And uh, I just managed to, to say to him that night uh, in that conversation that how I appreciated what he said because I really connected related to mm. what he was saying. He just thought like us and spoke like us, and, and it was just a joy. And I always have that memory, even though winning the Melbourne Cup was the best, <laughs> but I'll never forget having that chat with Peter Mooney. And, and uh, ironically, he has contacted the, the Kennels re- more recently, and, uh, yeah, I, I think we, we – we, um, I know this is going to air on Big Day, won't I? <laughs> I think we could be uh, – tra- tra- 
yeah, in the process of uh, yeah, training one of a pup for him. So oh. we're, we're just wrapped. We're wrapped to do that. I'm wrapped that yeah. you're dropping uh, you know world first news <laughs> on the podcast, mate. That is that is terrific, and that is a good story yeah. in itself. Uh, the Melbourne yeah. Cup was good, but the yeah. hug from Peter yeah. Moody was great. Is that right? It really was. <laughs> it was. Those little things mean a lot to me. Uh, hey, <laughs> let's turn our attention now to to what's going to happen in the mm-hmm. future. Two days away, Sandown yeah. Park. I know you're on holidays, so the big mm-hmm. boss Dave is in control of Jungle Panther. But uh, let's not talk mm-hmm. about the race itself just yet. Let's yeah, talk about okay. this dog because when he first started, I think it's mm-hmm. fair to say he had a few tricks. He had an enormous motor. His box manners, they yeah. can be a little bit hit or miss. He seems to have Correct. sort of got that worked out a little bit more of late when he stepped up in distance. But mm-hmm. from day one, he showed a big motor, didn't he? He certainly did. Well, when he first, uh, one of his early trials, he trialled uh, at, at Geelong in a trial that uh, none of our pups, none of Dave's pups have run before. So Dave's looked at me after the trial and he just said, we've got something special here. So that was the beginning and we knew. So we just nurtured him along. We, uh, we just have uh, watched every race that um, he's, we put him in that, it's, um, you know, he, we know he's going to be competitive. But, yeah, being a notorious bad beginner and he did, um, he gets just a little bit over the top. So in the boxes there, if he just um, gets that timing wrong, he can blow it. But being such a... A strong finisher. His run homes are a sensation. He can still recover in, in a lot of his races. But uh, just a beautiful dog to train. Perfect temperament. Um, just does everything right. Travels good. He's a dream to have, let alone being the, the, the speed that he's got. Mm. So we're, we're, we're just so, so excited about this the future for this dog. You must be excited as well when you have a look at the, mm-hmm. uh, the form guide for Thursday. I've marked him as one of the better bets mm-hmm. of the night because uh, okay. from box seven and eight, he's, he's had 11 of his career 18 wins have come from boxes seven and eight. So mm-hmm. the, the draw suits him. And what I like is through that Enduro series at Ballarat, he seemed to start beginning even better. And if you can do that, mm-hmm. like yeah. you say before, the world's their oyster, really. A hundred percent. If this fella does jump on terms on Thursday night, he will be almost, yeah, very, very hard to beat. Normally box eight at Sandin on the corner, we wouldn't be happy with it, Mm. but it's hard to get across. But this fella keeps his line uh, like he did in that Enduro series and uh, got to the front early and actually ran his quickest sectional that we didn't think he could run. So we don't trial him, but so everything you see is just in his races, so we only can uh, judge it by those sectional times that he's doing. So if he can get out on Thursday, yeah, being I know he's going to be short price, but the punters, if he gets to the front, I think they can be confident to, to queue up. If we could bet live in the run, it would be fantastic because if he's out in front, it's all over Red Rover, I think, Jeff. Hey, when you when you think mm-hmm. of a greyhound like Jungle Panther, and I know as a, as a trainer, mm-hmm. a lot of people only like taking it one week at a time. It's the cliche in mm-hmm. football, the cliche in greyhound racing. But is there mm-hmm. is there a sale cup or something like that on the on the agenda that you might step him up to six fifty down the track for? Well, he, he's he's breeding, being by uh, Barshu Bale and Uphill Jill, are both specialist five twenties. His breeding says. Not so. Yet, what he's doing on his run home times tells us yes. So, like he's he's the, the sale cup is on the radar. I've already chatted to Dave about that, and and he's had a couple of uh, runners in the sale cup over the years, and he seems to think that um, he he might be spot on for it. Even though he will end up clashing probably with Stoutman Alley, but uh, but that's okay because uh, he, he's going good enough himself. Uh, we may go over to Adelaide, James, in a couple of weeks' time. Yep. Uh, that's on the radar for five thirty meters over there for the for a race before the Adelaide Cup, and if he goes uh, everything okay there, we could run him through that series, and then 
see what happens from there. There is some big races coming up, but we, yeah, we're not getting a, ahead of ourselves. Uh, I think race by race, he'll tell us what, what, he, what he can do. Well, mate, you, the brother Dave, you're absolutely yeah. flying, and uh, congratulations with everything. The little one arriving in Orange, the holidays <laughs> which are about to happen on the coast, mate. We wish you well yeah. for that, and uh, we'll be cheering for Jungle Panther, and thanks so much for your time. It's been yeah. a really, really good chat, mate. Really appreciate yeah. it. Thanks, James. It's a pleasure myself too. Good on you. And there we have it. That wraps up a, a great edition of the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. It almost felt like a bit of a deep dive with Jeff Gill, but so good to get to know him and a man who's having such great success in the great sport of greyhound racing. Well, until next time, punters, as always, safe travelling and happy punting. 